Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Today, we transition into a new section of Paul's letter to the Colossians. In fact, it's fair to say that we are now rounding third and heading for home, if you'd allow the baseball metaphor. The rest of chapter four is like Paul's last thoughts for this church. But as with many great writings, the conclusion is going to have a lot in it for us. So I guess we have probably still another couple months of content examining Paul's final thoughts in Colossians chapter 4. And as he begins to end today, he is going to start the end in similar ways to how he started the beginning, urging the church to pray. If you've noticed, the call to pray has been woven through multiple parts of this letter. We began with a handful of episodes on prayer at the beginning of chapter 1, And now we begin with a couple episodes on prayer as we move into chapter four. So let me read four verse two, and we'll discuss Paul's challenge for Christians to continue in prayer. So Colossians four, verse two, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. I've watched a number of award shows over the years where the winner of a particular award will come up on the stage and begin their speech. And sometimes you'll notice that the person begins with maybe something eloquent, maybe some thank you, something urgent that they wanted to bring attention to. But then you can notice after a few minutes that as their time is running out, maybe you hear the music beginning to play, they begin to throw out a handful of final thank yous, Or maybe they'll repeat something they said earlier. Because when they know that they are almost done, they'll try to wrap it up with what is most important, what they really want to say or leave you with. In some ways, I think that's what Paul is doing here. His letter is coming to an end, and before he mentions a lot of people with him or that's working with him at the very end of the letter, he's going to spend a bit more ink here with some final overall thoughts. Meaning, if Christ is supreme and sufficient over all things, and if we are united to him, and if he is the one who we need to grow in and learn from, and if our lives are being shaped by him, and all our relationships are impacted by him, then here are the last handful of final instructions. All that to say, if everything in Colossians so far is true, Here's the final encouragements, the final words to the church in Colossae. And it begins with another call for the church to pray. Continue steadfastly in prayer, Paul says. That call to continue steadfastly is the idea to persist at, remain doing, or be loyal to prayer. Paul is saying that it is vital for Christians to remain persistent and steadfast in their prayers. How about that for a needed challenge for us today? I was struck by that in studying for this one. The call to remain steadfast, being full with the work of prayer in my life. 
Oh, how I struggle with this. And if you do as well, this is a beautifully needed call for us to get busy with the beauty and the work of prayer. But I do want to ask, why another call to pray? Paul's already given us the call to prayer. He's modeled what prayer has been like. We've talked about prayer. But it seems like in many letters from Paul, it's prayer, prayer, and more prayer. So why the challenge at the end of the book to continue steadfastly in prayer? Well, I think the remainder of this verse is going to give us a couple ways to continue in prayer. So this isn't directly from the verse, but I think it's a helpful question. So let me give you two quick reasons why I think it's important to hear the challenge to pray or hear teaching on prayer often. First, we need to remember the call to pray because prayer is a struggle. I literally have never met a Christian who is satisfied with their prayer life. And I've met a few Christians that I have been blown away by their prayer life. But whether it's them or someone who never thinks about prayer at all, everyone has said that they wish they would pray more. Prayer is a struggle because our hearts are so prone to self-reliance and independence. It is hard work to retrain ourselves into a posture of prayer. So we need the encouragement to pray over and over again. And by the way, again, if you're struggling with prayer, I want you to take heart. It is a common struggle, and this is a gracious invitation to pray more, not a rigid duty. God is inviting you into union with Him, which actually leads me to my second reason that I think we need multiple reminders to pray. We need to be reminded often to pray Because prayer is a displayed belief in our reliance on and union with Christ. When we pray, we are tangibly saying that there is someone higher than us who we have relationship with. Have you ever thought about that? That is the core of prayer. If you could solve all your problems or you were the highest being in the universe, you wouldn't have to pray. Prayer says there is someone greater than I that I need, and I have enough of a relationship with that being that I can communicate with them. The simple act of praying is a beautiful gospel reminder. Therefore, we need to be reminded often to engage in it. Which is what Paul does again for us in verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer. But he does call us to a specific way of praying once again. He says that when we pray, we should be watchful in it with thanksgiving. So our prayers should be watchful and thankful. In earlier episodes, we've touched on thankfulness in prayer, so I'm not going to really hit that. The unique thing here is the idea of being watchful in prayer. The imagery of being watchful is like that of a guard. So consider a secret service member or a security guard at a large event. Most people at that event are just enjoying the event or probably somewhat oblivious to all the surroundings, but not the guards. They are keenly aware of people around them, of all the exits, of the situation that is unfolding every second of the event. That is their job. They are there to be alert 
awake and ready. This is the call for Christians as we await Jesus' return. We are to be watchful, alert, awake. As the world is lulled to sleep by the passions and desires of the world, oblivious to eternal realities, that must not be so with Christians. And how do we keep our mind on eternal things? Communication with the eternal God. Our prayers must not be ritualistic, religious, box-checking activities. They must be alert at the world and the realities around us. And if you struggle with having your mind awake and alert to the things of God, then pray. It gets your mind on the things above. So if you are a Christian, I want you to simply consider today what it would look like to grow more watchful in prayer. And maybe in prayer, ask the Lord what that looks like. And I want to challenge you, if you feel like you've been lulled to sleep with the things and the concerns of the world, make a stand today and begin to pray in watchfulness and thanksgiving. It is in this place that we align ourselves with the Lord. We wake up to the realities of what he is doing in our lives. And I think it is in this place that we find true, meaningful beauty to our prayer life with God. May that be true for you. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.